Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free, which is great. And there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer all in one, and it is the platform that I use to host and upload my podcast. They will distribute your podcast for you. It can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can also make money from your podcast through Anchor with no minimum listenership, which is lit. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks, Anchor. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome back to Acting My Age with me, Rohini Elise. Happy Wednesday, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. It is a beautiful freaking day outside. It was so hot yesterday, and it's going to be hot again today, which just puts me in the best mood. It's like Washington summer is finally happening the end of July, but I guess that's kind of normal for Washington. Yeah, I'm just in a freaking great mood. I had my weekly coffee that I have before I record because I found that if I don't have it, then my sentences just don't really come out in a logical way and it becomes even more of a pain in the ass to edit because I make no fucking sense while I'm talking. So that's great news. Today's episode is going to be about relationships and relationship advice. Um, I've done a similar episode. The title's called Advice from an Old Married Lady, <laughs> but in that one I kind of just talked about how I feel about relationships in general and like some basic advice. So in this one, I'm mostly just going to be answering your questions because you have a lot of situations that you'd like some advice on and I want to make sure I can answer as many as possible. I'm going to try to pick some that multiple people can maybe relate to. Yeah, so I'm just excited about this episode. I am happy that I can help you guys in any way that I can. Um, part of me is like, I'm really surprised these people want my advice, <laughs> but um, and the other part of me is really grateful that I can, you know, be there for you guys and just at least be someone that you can listen to and get another opinion from um, if you're in a difficult situation or just confused in a situation. So that is today's episode all about relationships and yeah, I can't wait to dive in. guys. So I just wanted to say a few things before I start answering your questions, a few things I wrote down about relationships. Again, you can go to my past episode um, to hear more about my thoughts on relationships. But for now, um, I just really wanted to start with a romantic relationship should add in your life. It should be an addition. It should add joy, love, happiness, security, comfort, whatever it is for you, but it should add to your life. It shouldn't take away. 
should always be an addition. An ideal situation is you're feeling really comfortable, confident in yourself, secure in yourself, and then you bring someone into your life that only adds to your life, makes it even more fun or even more filled with happiness and love. Um, it's not, it shouldn't be detracting or like taking away from, from you, from your happiness, from all of that. And a lot of submissions were people who haven't really been in a serious relationship or they're looking for one but kind of scared or they just don't really know where to start. So I just wanted to put in here, if you want a relationship, I really do believe there is a perfect person for everyone. And I mean, I did perfect in quotes because like nobody's perfect, but you know what I mean. I really do believe that there's someone out there for everyone. Um, call me an optimist. Actually, please call me an optimist because I am one. <laughs> if you are looking for a relationship, not everyone is and that's totally cool. I believe there is someone out there for you. So if that's what you want, just have that in your heart and know that someone's out there. And if you haven't been in a serious relationship or you just, I had a few people submit, like they don't want to just settle. Like they have really high, um, expectations in a relationship or they know exactly what they want and they don't want to settle, which I think is great. So if you're one of those people or you just don't really know where to start, I definitely would recommend making a list and maybe that sounds weird, but at least for me, like when I'm really confused or just have a lot going on in my head, making a list or writing things down just helps me clear my mind a little bit and get things a little more straightened out so I can know what to do next. So yeah, make a list. And this is another like manifestation tactic, I guess you could say, is to make a list of your, your dream partner and you write down everything. You can be specific, as specific as you want, and don't be scared to add things like Literally, what's the worst that could happen? You know, you don't have to show anyone this list. You can just have it for you and put it into the universe that you are looking, which is actually a huge thing because some people are, are always wondering why they can never find someone or bring someone into their life, but they're actually quite closed off to relationships. They say they want one, but they don't actually want one. And when things come up in their life, they just push it away. So being open to relationship is kind of the most important part. And that's obviously easier for some people than others. But yeah, just making a list, like write down all the qualities that you're looking for in a partner. And it can be kind of fun. Again, this like manifestation podcast I listened to, Expanded by Lacey Phillips, she always talks about how people will write in and they will have a list of their perfect partner. And then there's like these things called tests where other people that are really close to everything on your list will come in your life. And you have to know that that is not the perfect partner and you have to like turn them away basically. And then once you pass those quote unquote tests of knowing like your worth and your value and not settling for something that's less than what you want, then the perfect person for you will show up in your life like very, very soon. That's what she always talks about and has given so many examples of happening. So I think that's really cool. Anyway, this little spiel is just to say that don't settle for anything less than what you want and what you deserve. And the key to finding a healthy relationship is believing, believing in your heart that you are worthy of one. This relates to so many other episodes I've done, but once again, we accept the love we think we deserve. So you're going to keep attracting partners that are like mirroring what you think you deserve. So sometimes if you're having a lot of relationships that aren't working out or that are making you feel bad or they're not treating you well, it might be wise to start looking into yourself and just focusing on working on yourself for a little bit so you can feel worthy and deserving of better partners, you know? My last little thing is just to listen to your gut and pay attention to any and all red flags 
especially at the beginning, like just pay attention to your gut and yeah, don't settle for anything less than what you deserve. So that was just a quick spiel at the beginning. I want to make sure I can answer as many questions as I can squeeze in to this episode. Let's answer some of your questions. Let's see what you guys need advice on. start off with this. This isn't a question or anything, but it's just a story that someone submitted that I think might be helpful to a lot of people listening. So she said, hi, Heen. I'm so excited you're doing an episode on this. I wanted to share a story in hopes that this helps someone else out there, whether they're in that situation now or in the future. Over the past year, I've realized that even though it was a shitty experience, it's helped me learn so much and I wouldn't trade those teachings for the world. From my senior year of high school to four months after graduating college, I was in an on and off relationship. At first, it was everything I wanted and more. Over time, it became emotionally exhausting and I eventually gave up my dreams of being a collegiate dancer and moved home from college just for him. In parentheses, stupid, I know. He would always tell me what's wrong with me and that he just wanted to help me quote unquote fix myself. I spent four years thinking I was inherently broken. Only after things ended did I realize that I was in an unhealthy and toxic relationship, and now that I'm in counseling for it, I have learned that my experiences in that relationship are classified as domestic abuse. Long story short, if you are ever in a relationship that doesn't energize you, support your dreams, and inspire you, and bottom line doesn't make you happy, leave it and let the universe do its thing. Relationship violence is not always physical, it can be emotional and psychological, and I think that's something more people should be aware of. Love should feel like magic, and if it takes time for that magic to cross paths with you, that's okay. I've spent a lot of time healing, and this weekend I'm finally moving in with my new amazing boyfriend, and I'm in a relationship that makes me happy and lifts me up. Everyone deserves to be in love and be in a relationship that feels like magic. I just love that so much, and I wanted to start it off with that because... I just really appreciate that she wanted to share her story and try to, you know, give someone else uh, an example of what could what could be like someone else who might relate to this situation. It's, I guess, really easy to feel stuck or not notice um, or not realize how much better it could be when you're in a relationship that's unhealthy. Um, And again, like having someone convince you or make you think that you're broken or not worthy or just that you need fixing. I'm sure that's really difficult to see the other side of that like I just can't I'm really can't imagine so I really commend her for getting out of that relationship and I'm so glad that she's doing better now with a great partner that supports her and I just wanted to leave this as an example in case anyone needs to hear it so you guys are stronger and braver than you think there is a relationship out there for you that is not going to make you feel bad it's maybe sounds impossible but there are relationships out there that are nothing like there's no negative they're just positive they add to your life they don't take away they don't leave you feeling bad they leave you feeling good um and you deserve that okay next one hi heeny quick statement of i'm not a podcast person but every week i listen to yours without fail heart oh that makes me happy last november i broke up with my boyfriend of two years he was my best friend but i had just been feeling it in my gut that it wasn't meant to be Now I'm in a new relationship and I'm absolutely head over heels in love. He treats me so well and he's my new best friend. My question is why do I slash should I feel guilty about hurting my old boyfriend's feelings by already being in a new relationship, even though he did mean a great deal to me? 
I know he moved on mentally, so why do I feel guilty about it, especially since I was the one who ended the previous relationship? I loved him, but I love my current relationship now, and I want to be able to fully move forward with my current boyfriend. Any thoughts? If it means anything for the situation, I'm a Capricorn. Love you and your personality. I love that you included your zodiac sign. I think this is quite normal. I mean, you were best friends with your old boyfriend, you said, and you had a close relationship, and you ended it, and you obviously cared about him, so it makes sense that you'd be feeling a little bit maybe guilty or just, like, still having feelings around the situation because, you know, you're human, and you care about this other human, and you want them to be doing well and not be upset, so I think it makes a lot of sense. I definitely don't think you should feel guilty at all, It's just life, you know? He wasn't the one, it wasn't meant to be, and now you're in a new relationship. All you can do is really just know in your heart that you did what was best for both of you because it wasn't going to benefit him at all if you stayed in a relationship that you weren't feeling it. Like, you did what was best for both of you and you just need to try to let it go. Know that you did what was best. It's just how it has to be, you know? And he's going to be okay. (laughs) I promise he's okay. He's going to be okay. Just be thankful for the time you guys had together and everything that you learned from it and just try to move on. And honestly, I really think journaling helps in situations where you want to try to move on. You can just kind of break down every situation like literally write out, why am I feeling like this? And then like write whatever comes to your mind. Why do I feel like that? And then write whatever comes to your mind. Just try to like really break it down and at the end like come to some sort of conclusion like I need to let it go because blah, 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 whatever it might be for you. But I think journaling really does help. And just knowing that he's going to be okay. You did what was best and that's just how life goes. Sometimes you have to end things because there's something else waiting for you. So yeah, don't feel don't feel guilty, don't feel bad. It's just life. Also, I should mention if you guys are still in contact, that might also be making it difficult. So, because you might still be talking to this guy and thinking about him quite often, which might make all these feelings of like feeling bad come up over and over again. So, if you think it's best to not talk for a while, that might be a good idea just so you can kind of remove yourself from the situation a little bit more. I don't know if what the situation is, but just in case. Okay, next one. Hey Heaney, my boyfriend's friends suck. One of them used to be my friend too until he made a serious, explicit rape joke. Oh God. While I was the only girl there and also threw up on his ex-girlfriend, passed out on New Year's and made us all babysit him while he rolled in his own vomit and he never apologized for it. Oh my God. (laughs) My boyfriend's other friend is also super offensive to women and basically anyone who's not a straight white male. I don't like his friends and he's always making excuses for them. I can't ask him to not be friends with him, but the fact that he sees their behavior as okay, bothers me a lot. What do I do? Yeah, I was really trying to think about this when I first read it. Because it is kind of complicated, you want to just try to explain how you feel to your boyfriend without forcing him to not hang out with his friends because that's also not good. Like, pulling an ultimatum, like, either you hang out with me or them kind of thing, it's just probably going to make your boyfriend resent you. So, I was just trying to think of, like, the best way because you definitely need to explain your feelings and tell your boyfriend in private why you you don't like his friends and if there's a way where you can phrase it where it has nothing to do with your boyfriend like just just say I feel like this this makes me uncomfortable when they do this and I prefer not to be around them like you could you could just say like I just would rather not hang out with them you know like if we're can we do something else together like if you're gonna hang out with them like I'd rather go hang out with my other friends instead because I don't really like being around them because they make me feel like this blah 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 because you can point things out and tell your boyfriend but you can't force him to feel the same way about his friends and I have a feeling 
eventually he will see the things that you're seeing about his friends. But obviously it's harder, like maybe they grew up together or they're around each other all the time and he just doesn't really realize what they're doing or like you said, he's trying to make excuses for them. I just think all you can do is share how you feel and how those guys make you feel and why you don't want to be around them. Share that with your boyfriend and he just has to like realize that on his own because just trying to force your significant other to do anything never ends well. Like they have to make that change or notice that for themselves. Like you can support them, you can tell them about it, but they have to do it on their own. I think again, like you said, like the fact that he sees her behavior as okay bothers me. You should say that like, you know, I love you or you mean a lot to me and I love being with you. But when we're around your friends and they say things like this, it makes me feel really upset and I don't really want to be around that. So like, would you be okay with us, you know, not hanging out with them as much? Or I just don't really want to hang out with them. Something like that. Like you just have to make it really clear how you feel and not make it an attack on him, you know, because that's the way that it'll be best received where it's not like you're attacking him for being friends with them. You're just explaining how you feel and why you don't want to be around them and why it upsets you and why like what they say is not right or not a nice kind of thing to say. Yeah, so hopefully that makes sense. Good luck. Honestly, that's quite a sticky situation. Okay, this one I really liked because it kind of reminded me of when I was in high school with um, Dating Sage. So she said, Hey Rahini, love the podcast and was kind of waiting for you to do another one of these because I've been thinking about this for a while, but I don't know anyone with a similar experience that would be able to hopefully understand. I've been in my first long-term relationship for the past three years. I'm 21 and it's been so great. Since the beginning, me and my boyfriend have said we can see us being together for a long, long time and I still want to be with him forever, lol. But there's a little bit in my mind that is telling me that even though I think I know that I love him and I want to be with him, get married, etc., because this is my first long-term relationship, I don't have the experience to back this up. Everyone says, once you know, you know. But how do you know you know? <laughs> even if you think you do know. Laughing emoji. Sounds stupid, but I can't think of another way to put it. I was hoping because you and Sage were so young when you got together, you might have some advice on how to manage this. Love ya, XXX. I love that. Everyone says, once you know, you know, but how do you know you know, even if you think you do know? <laughs> I actually really do relate to this because I had similar feelings. Like, I was like, oh shit, Sage, I think is the one. I don't want to be with anyone else, but I also haven't but in any other serious relationships, everyone tells you that you're too young or that you need to, you know, get out more and try more things. Like, don't settle, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's just what, I don't know, society and, like, parents sometimes say. So you kind of feel like, you're like, well, I, I, this can't be right. Like, I can't have already found this relationship at such a young age. Like, maybe I should just, like, you kind of second guess yourself. And I did that too. Like, I felt I felt in my like heart that it was, you know, he was the one and it was the right relationship. But then my head would be like, but what if, but what if, but what if? And then it honestly just came with time. Like after we went through some serious things, we did long distance for a long time and we lived together and we like had some serious like life shit that we went through together. After those things happened, I just had no more doubt in my, my mind at all. It just kind of all went away. So 
honestly, all I can tell you is it'll just come with time. And all I would say is just if you really love this guy and you think he's the one, just give it more time. And when you think about like dating someone else or I don't know, being single, whatever it might be, traveling, exploring, like sleeping around, whatever it might be, that is the doubt in your mind. Like really think about it, like picture yourself with another person, picture yourself doing like whatever it may be, going out to bars and hooking up with a guy or whatever it is. I don't know picture that, like really picture yourself doing that and take note of how you feel because whenever I would do that, I would be get like really disgusted. I'm like, oh no, like, oh no, 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 no. Like I will not be doing that. So I don't know, that kind of helped me just put myself in a different scenario and then think about how I felt. Anyway, just give it more time. If you believe that he's the one, then listen to that until proven otherwise, you know? Yeah, just be grateful and like be happy with where you guys are at now. Don't try to rush anything. Just be in the moment and be grateful to have such a great person in your life. Okay, I adore you, Rohini. I've followed you for years and I feel like I know you. This isn't specific, but just in general, how to grapple with the relationshiping, if you will. <laughs> There's a big part of me that wants to be fearless in love and be expressive and free. The other part just thinks that men are trash and then I'll look crazy and stupid. I know reading this, the clear response is that life is too short to hold yourself back, but the risk is of being vulnerable is real and I never want to be that girl that lets herself get played and hurt by a piece of shit man. With this you will also come off as either a crazy relationship girl or loose. I'm in limbo with wanting to just be in flow and effortless with men and trying to play games to fuck with their minds and keep myself always winning. I'm just up heen. What do you have to say about it? <laughs> oh my god I want to know your sign. I feel like you might be an Aries. That last part really made me get some fire sign energy. Okay so my first thought after reading this is, like you said, there's a part of me that wants to be fearless in love and be expressive and free. And I just, my first thought was like, what's the worst that could happen? You, I know you said it, like you don't want to get hurt, but really though, what's the worst that could happen? Because you're obviously a strong woman, like just basically what's the worst that could happen? Yeah, you could get hurt, but you would be okay, you know? And every time you would try or you'd, you know, experience a new thing in relationship even if you ended up being hurt like you still would learn from it and ultimately I feel like those experiences are what leads you to you know finding a relationship or finding out what you even want in a relationship because how could you ever know unless you try I know you probably have thought this already but I just think being fearless in love is like such a nice I liked how you wrote it like that and I just think if you tried you just went for it like, what's really the worst that could happen? I think there's way more gain that you can get out of it than something you can lose. This is cheesy, but, like, letting love in is just so good. <laughs> and there's so much benefit that can come out of it. Like, the potential benefit is way, way greater than the potential loss. And any loss that you might have will just lead you to the next thing. Like, it's it's a learning experience. You have the power to pick and choose who you're with. Like you said, you don't want to put in the risk to be hurt by a piece of shit man, but you have the the will to choose who you let yourself, you know, be with. You don't have to, you can be very selective about who you're with. Like you don't have to just, you know, hook up with a random guy from a bar and like try to date him afterwards. Like you can, you can really like make sure that he's someone that you want to spend time with. And it is definitely hard to be vulnerable, but also you will never know until you try. That's like the thing I keep coming back to because you will never be open to being vulnerable and you'll you'll never be open to love unless you give it a shot. Even though you know you might get hurt, it's like you have to just try. Like really think about the worst that could happen. Another like good journaling exercise you could do 
write out the very worst thing, like come up with a scenario, the very, very worst thing that could happen, and then write out how you would get through it. Literally, plan it out. Like, okay, worst thing that could happen, I could get in a relationship and he could break my heart or he could cheat on me or I would think he was nice, but he actually was a piece of shit. Like, that's the worst that could happen. Okay, so if that happened, what would I do? What would be the steps that I would do to feel better? And like, you can write that out and then you'll be able to see like, oh shit, I can get through this. You know, you can get through anything. I really believe that. And I think there's only, there's only things to gain from letting yourself be vulnerable in love. Um, I know it's cheesy and it's coming from someone who is in a long-term relationship. So it's much easier for me to say than perhaps for you, but I really just would encourage you to try to open yourself up to it and just know that you're strong. Like you can get through anything. Okay. I promise. And also, if you want to just like sleep around, then fucking do it because it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks, whatever society says, like if you want to just, you know, sleep around, like get some experience, have some great sex, get laid, like that's amazing. So do it. (laughs) Do whatever you want, but just do it. That's all I, that's all I have to say. Like don't hold yourself back from whatever it is you're, you're wanting at that moment. Just do it. Because you're going to keep questioning it and keep sending in submissions and keep, you know, wondering what would happen unless you do it. Okay, next one. Dear Rohini, I was wondering how you keep your relationship passionate when living together and seeing each other all the time. Me and my boyfriend have been together for two and a half years and we are still very much in love. However, every few months, I feel like I want to spend a few days on my own or with friends. After these few days apart, it feels so good to see him again. It's just like when we started dating. Since we do not live together, it's easy for us to spend some days apart, but I wonder how couples who live together make it work. I love your podcast and look forward to each new episode. Greetings from Europe. I think it's like, again, this is really fucking normal because I think as humans, most of us want a little bit of time alone and living with someone all the time, it's still very important, at least for me. Like, again, it really depends on your personality, but it's very important for me to have alone time and Sage too. We both need alone time. I think most people maybe do. First of all, we also work all day separately. So he is literally in his office all day. And I only see him for meals and like most days I don't talk to him all day until like 5 p.m. Even though we're in the same house, which is wild, but he like fucking works. He's like nose to the keyboard. But anyway, I make a lot of time to hang out with my girlfriends and I make a lot of time to do things by myself. I really do. I will go out and just do things that make me happy by myself. I will go out and journal in the backyard and listen to podcasts and spend a lot of time by myself because I think it's very needed and also... Sage will do things by himself too. Like sometimes he'll go visit his family without me, like have a little weekend on Whidbey without me, or sometimes he'll go hang out with his friends. Like it's like very normal and also encouraged to make time for yourself even when you're in a long-term like serious relationship because like you said, spending a little time apart makes it so much sweeter to be back together again. Um, and also back before COVID, I would always make trips by myself or like with a girlfriend. So that keeps it really fun too. And actually... I don't know when I'm going to do this, but this is just a fun idea in case anyone also wants to do this. I'm going to like take myself on a mini retreat, (laughs) like a mini retreat. So basically I'm doing this manifestation course. You guys have heard me talk about it so much at this point, but I really have not had time to like 
do it. Sorry, this is kind of a tangent, but it relates to the topic, I promise. There's these, um, it's like a hypnotism, honestly. Like, it's a little hypnotism that you do. They're called deep imaginings that's supposed to, like, help you uncover stuff from your childhood and, like, things that are blocking you, getting in the way of what you want, basically. And they are, like, hypnotism. So, you have to have headphones on and you really have to focus and, like, be quiet and be in your own, like, space where you're not going to be interrupted, which I just can never have happen. I don't know why. Like, Henry always comes in. Like, Sage, just something always happens whenever I've been trying to do these. So, I'm going to go and, like, book a little Airbnb around here somewhere just for, like, two days. Like, spend a weekend by myself doing this manifestation course. I'm going to journal. I'm going to write. I'm going to, like, go get coffee by myself or cook for myself. Just have, like, a little weekend by myself. And I really do think that is super, 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 super important because it all relates, like, back to, you know, feeling good and feeling secure in yourself. Spending time alone with yourself and feeling good being alone helps you in a relationship too. One, it makes you, you're more secure in yourself, which makes you not, like, as susceptible to to problems in your relationship, honestly, because you just feel more secure and grounded and you know how to, like, communicate what you need in a relationship. And then two, being apart from your partner makes you really excited to see them again and it makes the sex better it makes the cuddles better it makes everything better so this is a very long answer to this question but all I would say is you can still definitely spend some time apart when you live together and it's very much encouraged and 10 out of 10 would recommend (laughs) um just make time for yourself whatever that may be like for instance me going to the farmer's market every week now is going to be some really great alone time that I really enjoy Or, um, you know, going to spend time with your family alone, going to spend time with your friends alone, even something as extreme as taking yourself on a little retreat for a few days. Um, Whatever it may be, definitely do it. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Okay, this one, I think many of us can relate, so I wanted to um, answer it. Hi, Heen. I've been loving the podcast so much, and I look forward to it every week. Okay, so I literally just had an argument over this with my boyfriend, so it was perfect timing when I saw your Insta story asking for submissions. For the past few months, my boyfriend has been the only one of us working, so I've been doing all of the housework and washing, etc. since it's only fair. However, I have just recently gotten a job, so now we are both working, and I think that means we should also be splitting the housework equally too. So I have just finished work for the day, and my boyfriend comes upstairs and says, you forgot to wash the bedding again. This is already boiling my blood. (laughs) It was supposed to be done on Sunday, but we were out. Then we have a normal conversation for a bit. Then he gets changed and throws his dirty clothes onto the overflowing washing basket and says, you going to do washing tomorrow then? And I explode and tell him that he is also capable of doing washing and we're both working and it shouldn't be all on me to do the washing and cleaning. He works from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. and me from 9.30 to 5 p.m. So my role involves being on the phone all day to clients and I only have like a 30-minute break for lunch so I literally don't have time to do the washing whereas he regularly takes breaks during the day and sometimes plays Mario Kart for 30 minutes at a time during the day so I'm guessing I'm writing to you just to vent but also to ask you how you navigate splitting chores between you and Sage thank you okay this is like gosh the tale is old as time I my mom and I always talk about this Catherine and I always talk about this I don't know what <laughs> obviously this is not a blanket statement for all males But I don't know what it is for a lot of men that they just don't have it in their DNA to want to do the fucking dishes and the laundry, especially the laundry. At least for me and for my mom, like what I've heard and for Catherine, like guys just get used to you doing it. Like you said, you you weren't working and he was, so you were doing all the housework. 
And he just gets so used to that, that it's like, it literally, the thought of trying to offer to help doesn't even occur in their brain to do, which I honestly, I don't like blame Sage or blame my dad or Nick or whatever, because I just don't know what about the male brain does that, but I really don't think the thought occurs to them. It's like out of sight, out of mind. So (laughs) I'm just laughing because I don't know how many women can relate to this. I have a feeling it's a lot. This is just my relationship. I'm like not afraid to let it rip and just be like, listen, I've had a fucking busy day. You need to do the dishes. You need to do this. Like, I'm not your fucking maid. That's what my mom always is like. I'm not your mom, Steve. Like, you have to do the dishes. <laughs> but I will say establishing, like, clear rules has helped me a lot. And also Catherine, she literally will write out a, cho- a chores list that Nick has to do and, like, put it on the fridge. So every day when he gets home from work and she's at work, he has to do all these chores. And if he doesn't, she, like, rips him a new one. <laughs> so for me... Whenever I cook, Sage has to do the dishes. It's always been like that ever since we started living together and I always cook. So that means he always has to do the dishes. Yeah, I think you just have to set like really clear expectations instead of blaming him and like getting really upset about it. Just try to think of it as like he literally just didn't think about it. So you can't really get mad at that. You just have to explain what you need him to do. Make sure the expectations are very clear And just tell them how you feel. Like, now that we're both working equal amounts, I don't have time to do all of these chores that I was doing before. I really didn't mind doing that before because I know you were so busy working and I wanted to support you. Now that I'm working, we both have to support each other and I need you to help me do the dishes or do the laundry or whatever it is. Like, you could say, if you have a 30-minute break during the day, like you said, just please throw in a load of laundry. (laughs) or if it helps you to do a chores list on the fridge like or wherever you guys could both see it and you could write it out like some chores he should do or for you or just ones that need to get done during the day and just say hey whenever you have time check the fridge and do a chore um because you just have to like remind him this is a relationship this is a partnership we live together and these things won't get done unless we both do them you know gonna need some support i hope that once you explain how you feel what you need, like he'll be understanding and want to help you. If not, then that's a whole nother problem. But I just would say start from a place of assuming that he literally just didn't think about it. (laughs) It wasn't even in his mind and start from there. And then if he, if you tell him and you set clear expectations and he's still like not doing it, then that's a whole nother discussion that needs to happen. Sorry, that was a long answer, but hopefully that helps. This literally is the tale as old as time. I don't know what it is, but My dad has had, like, women taking care of him his entire fucking life. Lucky guy. Love him. But he is, like, my mom still struggles trying to get him to do the chores. So, he's 70. And, yeah, he's literally had women taking care of him all 70 years. So, it's harder to teach an old dog new tricks. So, you might as well get going setting the expectations now. (sighs) Next one. Hi Heaney, this is a problem that has been on my mind for a while. My boyfriend and I have been together for going on eight years and I have had conversations about eventually getting married. 
He is a bit of a workaholic and tends to prioritize his job over a lot of other things. But the main problem is that he's not willing to uproot and move ever because of this job and is perfectly content just keeping his same job and staying in our same city for the rest of our lives. I love the city we live in so much. I've been here for 13 years and see us settling down here in the end because this is home to both of us. But I often fantasize over the idea of moving somewhere else, even temporarily, just to experience more of the world. If I don't, I have a feeling I'll regret it when I'm older. I hate the ultimatum of staying with him versus having that experience of new adventures in other places. We've had this conversation multiple times and he won't budge at all. I love him so much, but I feel held back sometimes. What do you think? Love your channel and the podcast, my fave. My first thought is that this is what I guess I would do in this situation. I think you should go like somewhere else for a week. I don't know what's possible with COVID right now, but if you can like either go on a road trip, I don't know if you work from home or what the situation is, but if at all possible, like go somewhere else for a week by yourself, go to a new city, like somewhere you might have been looking at going, um, and just see how it feels to be in a new environment and a new adventure by yourself. Like, I think that's really key because if it feels really good to be in a new place and you feel really energized and motivated and inspired and you might start having some thoughts like, huh, I think this actually is really important for me to experience a different city. Um, I think you need to listen to that because like you said, if you think you're going to regret it, I think it's better to just go for it, make it clear that you need to explore, you need to get out a little bit. And if he's not willing to budge, then that's going to be really hard. You can do long distance if that works for you guys, or maybe you'll have to take a break. I don't know what the situation will be, but I really think you need to listen to it. You need to listen to yourself and just first before you like, I don't know, have a difficult conversation, like just go somewhere for, by yourself for a little while and see how it feels. Um, that would be my advice because it might feel really good and then you're going to have to have that bigger conversation. Maybe the worst thing that could happen is you guys break up and then in a few years you'll be maybe ready to move back home and you can like start dating again or I don't know what it'll look like for you but again like life is too short. Relationships are a give and take and if this is something that's really important to you I think you really need to do it and hopefully he will understand. If he's not willing to compromise and move then hopefully you guys can make it work some other way but Listen to your heart, listen to your gut, and see how it feels being out in a new city on your own, because it might feel really good. Hi, Heaney. So I guess this isn't really relationship advice, but it still fits in the general topics of relationship. I hope you don't mind. Smiley face. I'm 17, and I've never been in a relationship before, and I know one of my best friends has a crush on me, and I force myself to like her back because I want to be in a relationship so badly. But now I feel like I actually have a crush on her and I'm not sure if I actually like her or if I just like the idea of her. Do you have any advice on how to tell if I actually have a crush on her or if I've just forced myself to like her because I want to be in a relationship? Also, is it wrong to date someone just because I want to be in a relationship? Sending lots of love, XXX. Um, I can relate to this. This is literally what I did with my the guy I lost my virginity with. Um, I forced myself to like him. And then ended up sleeping with him and then I actually got feelings for him and it was a shit show. <laughs> so not saying yours is going to go like that at all, but I can relate to this. And in middle school, a lot of times I would like try to convince myself that I liked someone just because it felt nice to be in a relationship. I think that's kind of normal. Like we all, we all want to have um, a companion or to feel loved. Um, and it takes a long time to feel like secure in yourself first before you can be in a relationship. I don't know exactly the situation. I don't know if you guys are already kind of like dating or seeing each other or like being romantic already, but I 
think the only way to know if you actually like her or if you force yourself to like her is to be in a relationship. Date, go on dates, hang out, kiss, whatever whatever it might be. Like you have to kind of test how your feelings are. And another thing you could do is kind of like run through scenarios in your mind if you like think about other people you might have had a crush on in the past or think about being in a relationship with someone else and kind of see how you feel. Like if the idea of being in a relationship with someone else really excites you, if you picture breaking up or not talking to this girl anymore um, and you feel okay with that, like it doesn't fill you with a lot of sadness and dread, then it might just be that you want to be in a relationship and you don't actually have super strong feelings for her. But again, I think the only way you'll know is if you try. I think it's pretty normal, especially like when you're, I don't know, younger or just starting off in a relationship to kind of like the idea of a relationship more than the actual person as again it's normal to want to be loved i just think the best thing you can do is work on yourself girl like that's that's just my answer to everything feeling really secure and happy in yourself will attract like real love into your life and it'll make it more clear like once you get clear about what you really want in a relationship oh again this would be a great thing make a list of your your partner your dream partner your dream relationship make a list and see if this qualities of this girl you're seeing right now if those line up um, then that's great. But if not, then maybe you should reevaluate the relationship. But I wish you luck because honestly, it's a sticky situation. But also, it's just a reminder, like, if you are not feeling this girl, don't stay in the relationship because that's not fair to her either. For her to be in a one-sided relationship without her knowing is definitely not fair to her. So although it might be hard, it's the best thing to do. If, if you realize you don't actually have romantic feelings for her, you should definitely end it because it's a kind thing to do because you would want someone else to give you that same courtesy. Okay, next one. Please help me heeny in all caps. So at the end of March, right before quarantine, me and my long-term boyfriend broke up sad face. It was a mutual decision to take time for ourselves and possibly get back together. Unfortunately, he thought it'd be best to stay apart, which broke my heart. During that time, I lost a lot of friends and my mental health was shot. LOL, thank God for Lexapro. But anyway, we are still great friends and hang out when we can. But what I need help with is that I still have heavy feelings for him. And honestly, when we hang, it seems like he does too. Do I confess my love? Do I risk it for the biscuit? But will I potentially ruin my friendship? Ah, sorry this was so long. Love you, girl. Okay, okay, just had an accent. Risk it for the biscuit is my favorite term. I've been using it a lot. Um, just wanted to mention that it's a great, it's a great term. 10 out of 10 would recommend using it again. This is like one of those situations. I just think you got to rip off the bandaid. If it really is like bothering you, like you feel really conflicted, like when you're around him, you definitely have feelings for him and there's no way to fight it. I just think you have to tell him because you're just going to keep feeling like this. You're going to keep feeling stuck and confused for as long as you don't tell him, you know, like you have to just get it out in the open and, you know, maybe he still has feelings for you too. You're just going to have to navigate that together, but I just think you're still going to be stuck. It's like the relationship purgatory. If you don't tell him, you're just going to be stuck and that's going to suck. So this is like my, my thoughts for everything is what's the worst that could happen. Trying to hide your feelings and feeling super stuck and confused just sucks. So risk it for the biscuit. That's my go-to. Just risk it for the biscuit. And every, I think... That's how I feel. Every ended relationship or relationship that doesn't work out is just getting you one step closer to the person that will work out. So just, you just got to tell him. You just got to tell him how you feel. And I wish you the best, sister. I really do. Risking it for the biscuit because at least you might get the biscuit if you never risk it. You might never get the biscuit. 
<laughs> wow. I'm a professional at advice, clearly. Okay. Um, I just got a few more submissions that I looked through. There's some good ones in here. Hi, Heen. It might be too late for the podcast, but do you ever feel jealous about Sage checking out other women or looking at people on social media or in person with their bodies on display? How would you suggest combating this feeling? I have a flat chest and I always worry about my boyfriend checking out girls with curvier bodies on Insta since a lot of his high school friends post bikini pics often. I can't get over the jealousy jealousy slash nervousness. I definitely used to worry about this <laughs> also. Sage used to follow this girl on Insta, Anna Cherry or whatever. She's like a fitness model. She just like has a lot of booty pics basically and has a huge like juicy ass. Um, <laughs> and in high school, it used to piss me off so much. Like I always would be like, why the fuck are you looking at her? Like I really didn't like it. Honestly, it bothered me. But again, as time has gone on, like I could not give a shit, honestly. Like I just don't care at all. Like I really don't feel jealous at all in that way. Like Sage could be checking out another girl and I just like, I'm like, oh yeah, she's hot. Like, I, I don't know how to explain it really, but the level of security that comes with time and like with trust. And honestly, for me, it's like, I just know that no one else can give what I can give to him. Like our, especially this, maybe this is like, I don't know, but especially like with our sex life, like I just know that what we have in the bedroom is <laughs> quite unique and like, no one else can do what we do in the bedroom together, you know, if that makes sense. So I don't know if this applies to your relationship. I don't know if you guys are sleeping together or what, but I just, no one else can give what you have to give. Like you're the only one that can do that. And what you two have is completely unique and special to you. And you're the only one out there. Like no one else can offer what you have to offer. So just reminding yourself of that. If he wanted to be with another person, he would, you know, like he wants to be with you. So just try to remember that these feelings of jealousy or like envy ju they just happen when you don't feel secure that's what it is like let me let me find this thing i wrote down a while ago from the manifestation podcast i always listen to expanded with lacey phillips jealousy is being scared of losing something you already have and envy is feeling like you can't get something someone else has that's really interesting to like break it down like that why do you feel jealous or like why do you feel nervous about your boyfriend looking at other girls like is there a reason why you feel like this is there something in your past that like has led to you to not have trust in you know your boyfriend being with other girls or whatever just know you're great you're fucking hot what you have to offer him is completely unique to you and he can't get that from any other girl even for me like when I see a hot guy I'm like damn he's hot I'm just literally noticing his like beauty as a human. I'm not trying to like fuck him. <laughs> like I just notice it and I'll tell Sage, I'm like, oh my God, this guy's really hot. And he'll just like laugh. Just because he's like appreciating another person's beauty doesn't mean that he wants to be with that person. I think it's kind of just like a normal thing to do as a human just to appreciate like someone's beauty or if they're hot, like just because he's saying that someone's hot, maybe he hasn't even said that just because he's looking at someone doesn't take away whatsoever from what you guys have and it doesn't mean that he wants to sleep with that person just trying to think of it from like a biological I don't know reaction like back to the caveman days I don't fucking know what I'm saying but think like just becoming more secure in yourself and knowing that you what you have to offer is amazing and he's with you for a reason if you wanted to be with someone else he would it honestly has just come with time because I used to get really insecure about him looking at all these hot girls on Instagram, but now I don't really give a shit and he honestly doesn't even do it anymore. So I don't know. It just comes with time, I guess. Um, and if you guys are sleeping together, like 
thinking about the magic that you make in the bedroom can't compare so you can't compare to anything else because you guys what what you're doing in the bed is special (laughs) okay next one Hey Heaney, so long story short, I've been married for over a year now, and whenever my best friends are in town, we want to have a girls' night, getting drunk and hanging out, which usually means I stay the night at their house. My husband gets sad and doesn't want me to go. He doesn't understand why I still want to spend the night with my girls, even though we're married. He says he just doesn't like sleeping alone, which I understand, but I just don't know how to make him feel better about the whole situation, because we've been having sleepovers since we were in middle school, and now we're 21, and we don't want to stop yet, but maybe we are too old for sleepovers, I don't know, laughing face. Any suggestions? I hope it's not too late to send this in, but I can't wait to hear the podcast tomorrow. It's my favorite thing to listen to while I do my art hearts. Um, okay, first of all, you're definitely not too old for a sleepover. I literally, for Catherine's birthday, which just happened, um... I booked an Airbnb for us two to go spend the night together. It's like a really nice Airbnb and we're going to cook and get drunk and just have a ladies night and a sleepover. We literally were talking about it. Like I gave it to her and she's like, oh my God, we haven't had a sleepover in forever. Because once you live with your significant other, like it happens way less because like you would, you know, when someone would have to be gone, like it just doesn't happen as much and it's so fun. So you're absolutely not too old to have a sleepover and having one-on-one time with your girlfriends is literally so important and I just think that needs to be a conversation with your husband because it literally does not take anything away from him like he has nothing to be like insecure about or whatever like you spending alone time or like spending quality time with your girlfriends will only make you feel better and feel great which will just make your relationship even better like also distance make the makes the heart grow fonder like spending a night away from him is just going to make the sex better the next night or whatever you want to say. I think you just need to like have that conversation because honestly, still having your individual life while in a marriage is very, very important. And like, I just think if that's something that's important to you, like you need to have that conversation soon, sooner rather than later, because once you get in your routines as a married couple, it's only going to be harder to like for him to accept that in the future, if that makes sense. Don't back down to like him feeling bad like don't not go to the sleepover or with the girls night with your best friends just because he is sad like honestly he can get over it that's like this is an Aquarius talking so I don't know but like it's one night bro like we're married for the rest of our lives this is gonna make me feel really good and happy and you want me to be happy like because when I'm happy it just you know makes everything better right so like he can just have a bros night if like go hang out with your dudes that night or Go play, you know, video games or whatever he likes to do on his alone time. It's, yeah, it's one night and I think it's really important. So it would be good for you guys to get on, like, more on the same page about that um, just for going forward. But, yeah, the new married life is definitely a transition. You got to get used to it and just be really open with what you, you know, what you want, what you need. And your needs are just as important as his, by the way. Okay, I think I'm going to wrap it up pretty soon. It's getting kind of long, but this one I just really liked because the subject line was relationships, isn't it? (laughs) Hey, Rohini, I love your podcast, and it's literally like having an older sister, which is something I've always wanted, so thank you. I've been sort of dating this guy. I don't know what it is, really. I guess we are exclusive, question mark. Anyway, he can be manipulative at times, and sometimes doesn't really have consideration for me. Like, he'll expect me to make last-minute plans with him, no problem, etc., I'm 17 and so is he and I guess all he wants is sex and so do I I guess question mark maybe that's why I haven't probably left him question mark my friends tell me I need to shake him off and get rid of him as we've been in a talking stage for over a year 
I'm British and IDK if that's just a British thing, but it's like when you're just flirting all the time. We still haven't had sex and I still sometimes feel like I want to sleep with him, but then is it worth it? Question mark. I don't even like him that much and he's not really that nice to me sometimes. Question mark. I just can't seem to get him out of my head and I think about him all the time, but I don't like him. Question mark. <laughs> There's so many question marks in this, this email. I love it. My brain is soup and I don't know what to do. Any advice would be much, much appreciated. Thanks so much. So relatable. These things get so confusing and tricky. Like all the question marks are definitely warranted. <laughs> I just think you need to get really clear about what you want. If you want to just have sex and not have like a super intense or like deep relationship, then just like have sex. You know, if you are wanting more committed relationship, like with someone you really care about, it definitely doesn't seem like this is the guy. If he's not that great, to you and you don't really even like him then dump his ass you know like no point being with a guy who is not that great and you don't even really like him but if you want to just like have a little fun in the bedroom that's another thing so I just would say you have to get really clear about what you want and if all of your friends are telling you to leave his ass then that's like probably something you should consider because usually your friends are usually looking out for your best interest when it comes to relationships also if you've been talking for over a year like it's time to make a it's time to make a move either get down to the nasty or just peace out <laughs> I think it just really depends on what you want and both things are totally valid like if you just want to like have a little fun that's cool or if you want to have more of a serious relationship that's also cool but um you just need to figure out what you want and get more clear on it which obviously is easier said than done so again journaling guys Writing things out really, really helps when your brain is soup, like you said. Just get clear with what you want, write it all out, make a list again of like qualities in a relationship, and if this guy has none of them, then like time to peace out. Or just have a nice, fun one-night stand and call call it a wrap after that. <laughs> uh, again, this totally depends on your situation. Okay, last one. Hi, Rohini. I was going to say Roro to be cute like your other followers giving you cute nicknames, but I thought you might think it was weird. Anyway, <laughs> I definitely would not have thought it was weird. A lot of people call me Roro. I love when you guys give me nicknames. So yeah, not weird at all. I wanted to ask your opinion on this subject since you're someone who got married young. Here's the sitch. My boyfriend, both 23, and I have been together for over three years. We have lived together for two years. We have two cats together, just moved into a bigger place. We have a car together, the whole thing. We both talk about how we want to get married and engaged all the time, but he says we need to be more financially stable. He's in his second year of a career and I'm in law school. Wanted to know what you thought about. Number one, long engagements. Do you think they're pointless? If we were to get engaged and just stay engaged until we can afford a wedding slash have time to plan one. Number two, what do you think about the idea of being financially stable before getting engaged and married? I always felt like it's more fun to grow together and achieve these goals together. We're really good at money management, budgeting, and not living paycheck to paycheck anymore, but I guess he wants to be even more secure. Would love your input as someone growing in your career and got married young. None of my friends are in the same situation as me, so any advice would be helpful. If you get to my email or not, either way, thanks for putting out great, relatable podcasts every week. I really and truly look forward to them. P.S. I love that your cat's name is Blue. My dog's name is Albi, Abi, which means blue in Persian because she has blue eyes. Oh, that's cute. All the best. Okay, I think both these questions are super, super good, and I definitely wanted to cover them because I had a few other people, like, wondering about you know, young marriage type of situations. For long engagements, I don't think they're pointless. I think I actually really looked forward to being engaged just because it's like, for me at least, 
number one, our families took us more seriously, like especially Sage's side. If you're engaged to be married, your whole family's like, oh shit, okay, like they're very serious. She's gonna be in the family. Like it's not just a nice young relationship. It's like, oh, they're serious. So that really was important to me that the rest of the family kind of saw what what we already felt. Um, sometimes it takes a ring to do that if they're more traditional. And also another reason why being engaged just was really nice for me is, well, this is also when I lived in New York, like I would go out a lot with my friends um, without Sage and like guys would hit on me and I could be like, I have a ring, like I'm engaged. And honestly, just having a ring on my finger really helped just kind of spread the message that I was not on the market because oftentimes when someone would hit on me, I'm like, oh, I have a boyfriend. They're like, oh yeah, like, where is he? Like, they just say some stupid shit. But if I'm like, no, I'm actually getting married soon. Like, they're like, oh, whoops, uh, have a nice night. (laughs) So I don't know if that even applies to your, like, situation at all. But for me, that was, like, a big bonus. So I think long engagements are great. Like, it definitely is a step up and it feels much more serious. So it's it's nice to be in that and just get ready for the next step. Um, My parents were engaged for three years before they got married. So I don't think it's pointless at all. Because it is a step up. Like, being fiancé engaged to get married is different, much different than just dating. I really do think that. So, number two, the idea of being financially stable, definitely, I was more like you. Like, I was like, let's just get married. Let's just get engaged. Like, we've already been together so long. We know we want this. And Sage was like, I'm not ready. Like, I want to be more stable. I want to be financially stable. That was just something that was really important to him. And there was nothing that I could do to get him ready, you know? Like, he had to be ready and feel it on his own. So, if your boyfriend really feels the same way, I mean, that's just a switch that's going to have to flip for him. If he's open to getting engaged and having a longer engagement, like you said, that might be a good way to get his mind kind of turning. Like, oh, this is coming soon. Like, this is very serious. Let's kind of plan. It's never going to be the perfect time for any of these things. And I also agree it's really fun to grow and achieve the goals together. But obviously, he has to feel like a certain sense of security, it seems like. Like, Sage was the same way. So, if there's, like, a way you guys could compromise, like, you know, I don't know what, a certain number in the bank, making a certain amount a month, whatever it might be that'll make him feel, like, a little more secure, maybe that's a good idea. And I just honestly have noticed this with my other friends, too, that are, like, really close to getting engaged. If the guy's proposing, like, It's just this switch that has to flip and I can't explain it because I'm not a guy and I have not been through this, but like I've just noticed it with my other friends' boyfriends. They obviously want to get married at some point, but there's just some switch that gets flipped like, oh, I want to do it now. Like, let's do this. I'm ready. And I don't know what makes them do that or like what will lead them to be ready for that, but it just has to, I don't know, the switch has to be flipped. So I think you guys are obviously on a great path. You're already like doing great job budgeting and having your finances together and living together and all of that. It's very fun to grow together and you will be surprised how much farther you guys will get like once you're kind of teamed up in that way. That's what I found. Like both of us were way more motivated after we got married because we're like, oh my God, we're like planning, like we're planning for our future kids basically. We're like, we're planning for our future as a couple, as a married couple. So I think that's a great motivator too. So maybe you can bring that up to him if he likes to be motivated in that way like Sage does. Um, yeah, but thanks for sending that question in because I think it's it's a really good one that a lot of people might be able to benefit from. Okay, I'm going to wrap it up. I'm like talked out. I'm sweating. It's fucking hot in here. It's always so hot in here when I'm recording. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. 
I'm always down to do more relationship episodes because I know so many people have a lot of questions and like things they want to get clarity on. Um, and if I'm able to help shed some light and bring you some good advice (laughs) in any way possible, I definitely would love to do that. You know, the whole point of this podcast is to hopefully help you guys bring some positivity to your day or give you some clarity on some things. feel very grateful that I can do that for you guys. Thank you so much for the support and sharing the podcast with your friends. I've been getting a lot of messages saying that you're sharing it or you've found the podcast through another friend of yours. So I really, really appreciate that. Word of mouth is honestly the best way that this podcast can grow. Just know that I appreciate you if you're sharing the podcast and leaving me a review and rating. Those all make me really, really happy. So last thing, make sure you're following the Acting My Age podcast Instagram. It's just Acting My Age podcast. (laughs) That's the username. And I literally will post the submissions for the podcast like probably pretty short notice depending on if I have my shit together or not. So if you're not following the Instagram, then you're definitely going to miss the window to put a submission in and I don't want that to happen. So make sure you're following me there. Yeah. Just love you guys so much. Sending you lots of love on this Wednesday. I hope you have a great rest of your week and a lovely weekend. Yeah. Just know this podcast will always be here for you whenever you need a little boost or pick me up. And I'm so grateful that you're tuning in. Thanks so much for tuning in to Acting My Age with me, Bohemian Elise. See you next week. I see a train.